wanted to take the opportunity to challenge us not only to support missions, but for us to recognize our own responsibility to be missionaries. We live in a dark and ever-darkening world, don't we? And uh, the missionaries that we support live in various countries around the world, or some of those missionaries are here in, uh, in the local area, but they're doing outreach. And uh, it's wonderful that we can support them with our prayers, with our giving, um, and with opportunities to serve with them. But that doesn't fulfill all that we have been called to. And so this morning, I want us to look at the fact that we are all called to be Christ's witnesses. Every one of us that are followers of Christ, we've been called to be His witnesses. It's a joy for us to hear of the work that is being done in San Felipe, Mexico, and to know that we are supporting that work, that we are gospel partners with Sunshine Hacienda. And we are gospel partners with all of the other missionaries that we support. And we know that it is God's desire for those children to hear the gospel. For those children to come to know that there is a Savior for them. And we know that God's desire is that for all sinners to recognize that they are in need of a Savior and that God sent His Son, Jesus, to be that Savior. It is God's desire that all who would hear the reason for the hope that we have with us, within us, the hope that is based upon the gospel of Jesus Christ. We know that this is God's plan. We know that all who know Jesus as their Savior should be His witnesses. And we know that those who are His witnesses are empowered by His Spirit and have the ability to tell others what He has done in their lives. And so, if you have come to know Christ as your Savior, if you have experienced His saving grace at work in your life, then you and I have a responsibility to be His witnesses, to tell others What's the, the, the greatest thing we can do in this life is to share the love of Christ with someone that does not know it. It moves our heart to see the pictures and hear the stories of these, of these children that have been abandoned through whatever circumstances. And it, it moves our heart to know that there are people now that are letting them know that they have value, they have worth. And that is a wonderful thing. But that's not all they need to know. They need to know the love of God. They need to know that Jesus Christ was sent by the Father to love them and to save them from their sins. You know, Jesus himself, in the last words that he spoke to his followers, 
called them and us through them to be his witnesses. And he promised to empower them by his spirit, and he assured them that they would be able to accomplish the tasks set before them. And the same promise goes for us as well. If you are able, I'd like you to stand for the reading of God's word. My text is going to be from Acts chapter 2, verses 6 through 9, mostly focusing on verse 8. Acts chapter 1, excuse me, verses 6 through 9. So when they had come together, they asked him, Lord, will you at this time restore the kingdom to Israel? And he said to them, it is not for you to know times or seasons that the Father is fixed by his own authority. But you will receive power when the Holy Spirit has come upon you, and you will be my witnesses in Jerusalem, in all Judea and Samaria, and to the end of the earth. And when he had said these things, as they were looking on, he was lifted up, and a cloud took him out of their sight. May God bless the reading of his word to us. Please be seated. So we understand the context here is Jesus ascending back into heaven after he's completed his work on the earth. Today we focus on verse 8, and we see here, and in many other passages of Scripture, that Christ has called all of his followers to be his witnesses. And he's empowered us to do so by giving us his spirit, and therefore we are able these verses are just one of the passages that come at the culmination of the 33 years of the Son of God living upon this earth as a human being, as a witness to the love of God, to the power of God, the grace of God, and the glory of God. Jesus himself was a witness, a witness for God. He humbled himself. He came down from heaven as the second Adam, as a sinless human being to accomplish the plan of salvation that God had put into place from the beginning before the world was even created. As we know, Jesus lived a sinless life in perfect obedience to his Father in heaven. And then he laid down his life as an atoning sacrifice, paying the penalty for the sins of all of those chosen by the Father for salvation. He was buried, and then, on the third day, he rose again from the dead in a glorified human body. And he appeared to his followers many times over a period of 40 days. They saw him. They heard him. They touched him. They worshipped him. Now, in our text, the time had come for him to ascend back into heaven and take his rightful place on his throne at the right hand of the Father, from which he rules over his spiritual kingdom. He rules over us, over his people. And he rules over all things. And his last words given to his followers before he ascends back into heaven is to call them to be his witnesses. To tell others what they know about him. 
It is in this way that all who are chosen for salvation will come to know him as their Savior. It is in this way, through the witness of someone, through the gospel being shared by someone. You and I are the means that God has chosen to make salvation known to others. God could have chosen another way to do it. But that's not what he did. He chose the followers of Jesus to be the instruments that he would use to be his witnesses to share the gospel of grace with those in need. And that's you and me. So, all believers are called to be his witnesses. As I mentioned earlier, over and over again during his final days upon this earth, Jesus reminded his followers of the great task, the great commission that he was calling them to accomplish. And that mission to take the gospel message to the entire world. Now obviously, the disciples that were there when he ascended into heaven could not do that on their own. They could not reach the entire world with the gospel. But as they reached individuals, those individuals reached individuals, and those individuals reached individuals, and Jack and I were able to pray together when he was 16 years old for him to receive Christ. And I was able to receive Christ at 13. Because someone shared the gospel with us. That was God's plan. Listen to what Jesus says to his followers in John 20, 21. Jesus says, as the Father has sent me, even so I am sending you. Jesus says, I'm sending you out to be my witnesses, to tell others about me. In Mark 16, 15, Mark writes these words spoken by Jesus, go into all the world and proclaim the gospel to the whole creation. Now, that's not going to happen by just one of us doing that. Amen? I can't go into the whole world. I can't proclaim the gospel to the whole of creation. But together, we can. And together, by supporting those who are going out to other places like Mexico, like Spain, like Africa... And then in Matthew 28, 19, and 20, of course, a very familiar passage, what we call the Great Commission, Jesus told his disciples, Go, therefore, and make disciples of all the nations. Ethnos, there, the word nations is actually people groups. It wasn't talking about countries. It's talking about men and women, boys and girls from every tribe, every tongue, every nation. Make disciples of all the nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, teaching them to observe all that I have commanded you. This was a calling. This was a mission, a task that could not be completed in their lifetime, but would instead be passed on to every believer in Christ, everyone who would come after them. This task to be Christ's witnesses in this world has now been passed to us. We are to be his witnesses. We are to share the gospel message with those that God places in our lives. So all believers are called 
to be Christ's witnesses. And all believers are also empowered to do so. God never calls his children to do anything that we are not then empowered to do. He wouldn't call us to do something that we cannot do. He empowers us to fulfill his will. Jesus assured his followers in Acts 1.8 that they would be empowered to be his witnesses by the indwelling presence and power of the Holy Spirit, the Spirit of Christ. Jesus knew that we could never accomplish the work that he has called us to do unless he empowered us to do so. And so he did. We know that when a person is born again and becomes a follower of Christ, it is through the power of the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit causes them to be born again. The Holy Spirit gives us the gift of saving faith. The Holy Spirit gives us the grace to believe the gospel. The Holy Spirit then indwells the believer and empowers us to be witnesses for him and to live for him in a manner that glorifies him. Amen? That's the Holy Spirit. That's Christ in me. Not just I, but Christ in me that empowers me to be able to do what I'm doing right now. Not only has Jesus empowered us through his Spirit, but he's also empowered us by giving us his Word, including the gospel of grace, which is the power of God for salvation to everyone who believes. So the power is not in us, or our ability, the power is in the Holy Spirit who dwells within us, and the power is in the gospel, which has the power to bring someone to salvation. Remember, Paul wrote this in Romans 1.16. Paul writes, I am not ashamed of the gospel, for it is the power of God for salvation to everyone who believes, to the Jew first, also to the Greek. The gospel message is powerful, powerful to save. So we have been equipped and empowered by the Holy Spirit and by the Word of God and by the power of the gospel to go and be Christ's witnesses to those who are lost, to those who need to know Jesus as their Savior and Lord. And as I said earlier, I think this is the most loving thing we can do is to share the faith that we've been given with others. Now understand, and this is very important, only God can save. Amen? Only the Spirit of God can cause that person to be born again. Only the Spirit of God and the power of God can open the blind eyes to see Christ can open the deaf ears to hear the gospel, can open the heart to receive and believe. But God also ordained us to be his instruments to share that gospel. And if you love someone, you're going to look for opportunities to do just that. You're going to look for an opportunity to give the reason for the hope that you have. 
Yeah, I've used this analogy many, many times in the past that if you were driving down a road and you suddenly realized that the bridge had collapsed ahead of you and there was a drop-off and you pulled off to the side of the road and you stopped and you saw another car coming, you wouldn't stand there by your car and say, oh, this, look, this is going to be fun. They're going to drive right off that cliff. <laughs> Boom! Right? And here comes another car. Oh, this will be great. Just watch them go down and I'll drop off that cliff, right? No, you wouldn't do that. I know you wouldn't. You would do everything within your power to get the attention of that driver to warn them of the danger ahead. Well, we know that without Christ, there's a cliff coming, right? Every one of us was headed towards that cliff. But someone chose to get our attention. Someone chose to let us know the danger that we were facing and to share with us the solution, which is Christ. Every one of us. For me, (laughs) I had to hear the gospel (laughs) dozens of times before God finally caused me to be born again. But nevertheless, I am so blessed to have heard that gospel over and over again. So it's true. We can't save anyone. That's not your responsibility. But your responsibility is to be a witness for him. And all are able to do this. Every one of us who have come to know Christ as our Savior and our Lord through hearing and believing the gospel message can tell that message to others. Remember, a witness is simply telling someone what they have seen, heard, and experienced. So don't sit there thinking, oh, pastor, I know, but I've never studied the Word of God. I've never been to Bible college. I've never, you know, it's about sharing what you do know. Have you experienced the love of God through Jesus Christ? Have you experienced the change of life through Jesus Christ? Have you been filled with the Spirit of Christ and the love of God has been poured into your heart? Then share that. Share what you know. And God will take that and He will use it. Every one of us can tell others what we have come to know ourselves that we are all sinners in need of a Savior, and that God sent His only begotten Son to be our Savior, that Jesus lived a perfect sinless life that we could not live, and then He gave up His life to die in our place and paid the penalty for our sins, that He was buried, and then on the third day He rose again from the dead, showing to everyone that He had defeated sin, death, and Satan, and He opened the door to salvation to everyone who believes and calls upon His name. We know this, and we can share this. Amen? We are all able to share the good news of what Christ has done for us, how He saved us, how He changed us, how He has made us His own and adopted us into his family, and how he has blessed us in so many ways. You and I are able 
to be his witnesses. And it should give us great joy to do so. We are followers of Christ because someone shared the gospel with us, and now we should do the same for others. Now, I understand there's going to be challenges along the way because everyone does not want to hear of the hope that is within us. And again, unless God changes their heart, opens their eyes, they can't see it. And we know that that sometimes leads to rejection. Jesus knows something about that. And he is with us. And he will help us through that. But that is not the reason not to be a witness. In fact, that increases the need to be a witness. So, I believe that our Lord has called each one of us to this task. And I believe he has empowered us to be his witnesses. And I believe that we are able to accomplish this task and be used by him as instruments of his grace. I have been blessed to have been saved out of an unbelieving family and to come to know Christ at a young age. And I'm blessed that God has given me an opportunity over the last 53 years to be his witness. And sometimes God has used my testimony and my presentation of the gospel and used it in powerful ways to save. Other times, it hasn't been effective. People that I witnessed to over and over and over again rejected Christ. That's not on me. We're called to be faithful witnesses. We speak the truth in love. We do it with love. We do it with respect. We do it with humility. And then we pray for God to use it. Amen? And he does. He does. He does. So that's my desire for each one of you this morning, is that you would endeavor through the power of the Holy Spirit to take opportunities to give the reason for the hope that is within you, to share the love of Christ with others. Let me pray for us. Heavenly Father, thank you for this opportunity this morning to us to be reminded of the calling that you've placed on our lives. You have called us, Father, to be witnesses. You have called us, first of all, into fellowship with you through the sacrifice of your Son and through our understanding our need for salvation, that we were wretched sinners heading towards the cliff that leads to hell. And you put someone in our lives to warn us of the coming judgment and to share with us the gospel, which is the power of God unto salvation. And we were saved as a result. And we thank you for that, Father God. And with that, you adopted us into your family. You became our Heavenly Father. And you've made us a part of your glorious 
family. But one of the reasons why you did that, Father, was so that we could now be your witnesses. And so, Father God, I pray that you will help us to do just that. That we would indeed glorify you. That we would indeed proclaim the excellencies of him who called us out of the darkness into his marvelous light. And I pray, Father God, that we would see many more men and women, boys and girls, come to know Jesus Christ as a result. Thank you, Father, for entrusting us with this great privilege and honor to be your witnesses. Help us to fulfill that calling. We ask this in Jesus' name. Amen. Praise the Lord.